Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Artist of the day, Paula Abdul. This one, Cold Hearted. Is this the one where they did the video where they were all dancing on the... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you probably like this video, Paul. I liked all of Paul Abdul's videos. I'm a big fan, I'm not going to lie. I had her albums and her CDs. Can't wait to get the opposites attract. All right, uh, let's... Uh, I was trying to look and see if we had, like, where Paula Abdul was in the Australian Billboard charts, but I couldn't find couldn't it. Couldn't find it? No. Know your job. Do your job, Paulie. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to our guest line. If you happen to be watching us on QSportsTalk.com, you see our next guest, uh, Adrian Falk, joining us, uh, international agency founder of Believe Advertising NPR, and coming to us from uh, Sydney, Australia, where it's, uh, I guess it's, what, five in the morning over there in Australia? Is that is that yeah, right, Adrian? It's... Absolutely. G'day, guys. Yes, it's uh, nearly 5 a.m. I'm in the future. The future's looking um, pretty bright. All right. Well, happy Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, happy Saturday to you. I wish we could skip ahead and, and jump right into Saturday. Um, all right. But before we get into the ads themselves, uh, Paulie brought up an interesting point, my co-host here, uh, earlier in the show. Do, just for the he said, why, do, why are we seeing more and more companies leaking their ads or releasing their ads ahead of time? It used to be we would watch the game so that we could see, you know, these ads that have been, you know, talked about and, oh, you know, this company's got a new ad, this this company's got a new ad. Why are companies leaking them ahead of time? Yeah, great question. I think ads are investing so much more. They're literally like mini blockbuster movies with A-list celebrities or uh, singers or um, whatnot. So what they're doing is trying to maximize it. And this year I've seen more for 2023 is a lot of 15-second teasers so then people jump on social media, get excited, it goes viral, and they really want to maximize that, um, I guess, five seconds of fame with the Super Bowl because the media side of things is so expensive. So if they can sort of re-release, uh, pre-release them on their social media and YouTube, then it's going to worldwide and get that global exposure that they're after. You talk about the cost. Uh, can you give us an idea of what a, you know a thirty-second ad or a one-minute ad is running these days, and is it worth it for companies to buy you know a thirty-second ad or a one-minute ad during the Super Bowl, given the cost? So the cost is just a cool seven million U.S. dollars for thirty seconds. Now wow. think about it. That's just for one. I know, right? That's just for one spot. So. In advertising, you obviously need to have reach and frequency. So you need to get a few spots. That's why, you know, every break you'll see the same ad um, a few times just to get that message out there. So with the strategy of doing teasers beforehand, it's going to maximize their, their frequency and also the reach. And to answer your question, look, it is obviously a great investment. I think the Super Bowl can make you or break you when it comes to ads. 18% uh, of viewers actually tune in just to watch the ads, not even the game itself, can you believe? So um, to, to have that international exposure, there's so many um, media stories about what's the best ad, what's the worst ad and whatnot, and uh, what happened from last year. You know, the ads are sort of, you know, doing 
then like, I guess, sequels, if you will, um, on what they did and building upon from previous years. And um, it's really giving them a whole lot of free PR exposure, which is priceless for their brand. What was, you know, I know about the Apple ad was the one that everybody remembers, but what was the ad that, I know people are buying advertising on the Super Bowl because of the amount of eyes, but what was the one ad that affected the company the most, that kind of just put the company over the edge and was most successful in their Super Bowl ad? So I think that the ad that changed the game, so to speak, would be the 1984 Pepsi ad with Michael Jackson. And I think that's when Pepsi upped the ante and uh, they went all out and then people thought, oh, wow, from there we've got to do something and it sort of snowballed from there. And Pepsi was then, um, you may record Robert Palmer, um, Simply Irresistible, that was like 1989, and then they did the iconic Cindy Crawford ad um, in 1992 and, and built from there. And this year, um, Pepsi actually re-releasing uh, Pepsi Max. So you may have seen some trailers with Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. Look, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. The trailers, I looked at them and yeah, they're okay, but is it uh, funny and will want me, you know, make me want to talk about it? Not so much. So I think they've, uh, they've, they've obviously got big shoes to fill from previous years. So it'll be interesting to see. What was the biggest failure as a commercial? Do you know that? <laughs> well, I do know there's one that Bush Light this year will be interesting to see. They've released ahead of time a 30-second spot with Sarah McLaughlin, and it kind of takes the mickey out of animal, animal cruelty when there's a reference to shelter. So interesting to see what the crowd thinks and, you know, consumers internationally, um, how they react to that. Look, it is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment, and um, but, yeah, to, to make it topical, like, I have never saw um, animal, animal uh, cruelty as a laughing manner, so to speak. What makes a good Super Bowl ad in, in your mind? What are you looking for? I think there's a few elements. One is that has an element of surprise, delight, and humor. You, it has to get people excited and talking. And uh, really, you know, within 30 seconds, you've got to pack a lot in. You don't necessarily, and this is where I think um, people fail, if they have an A-list celebrity, then they just rest on uh, their laurels and think the work's done or the heavy lifting's done for them. But that's absolutely not correct. Um, we've seen over the years ads with, you know, celebrities before Tank and, uh, yeah, you have to have a great creative concept and also make sure that it's viral, that there's a PR element to it that people want to share and talk about. What time during the broadcast is the best time to have an add-on? Is it... Just as the game's about to start, is it going into the halftime show? You know, if you wait till towards the end, you roll the dice, you know, what if it's not a close game and people have tuned out? When, when is, from your professional opinion, when's the ideal time to, to have that commercial air? I think to have a few ads, yeah, that's a um, great question. To have a few ads peppered throughout the game because um, you don't want to just – have all your ads at the end because obviously that you're banking it's the, the frequency side of things. So you kind of want to build up and make sure that people you've, uh, I guess, competing with all these other ads. So they see you a few times throughout the whole game. There's a bit of consistency there, not just right at the end or in the middle. How effective is in advertising is it to have your name on something like the halftime show? Is it... Is that work when you're the Pepsi halftime show, or is it better to get a commercial in the broadcast? 
Um, look, I think product placement is great. Uh, it seems way more organic, even though it's paid for. And this year, Apple's pulling out all the stops with Rihanna's halftime show. They're doing um, downloads with Shazam, where you can literally jump on the Shazam app now. You can get Apple notifications. You get wallpaper. Uh, there's even uh, a few hashtags, you know, Apple halftime that um, in Twitter. Um, that are going to sort of light up in pink and whatnot. So having a part of the experience organically outside of the ads um, is priceless. Is there a, a certain commercial that you're looking forward to? You know, you said you saw some of the trailers, and, and, and I'm sure you're privy to a lot of stuff that we're not privy to. You mentioned one ad that you, you thought might be slightly controversial. Is there one that you really, really like that we should be on the lookout for come Sunday? Absolutely. I think Downey um, has a great concept. So they've done a 15 second uh, trailer already. And it's talking, it's a celebrity that says, I'm being paid to promote that uh, Downey has this product where you release, it releases like amazing fragrance over 12 weeks, but it hasn't been 12 weeks yet since I've been using this product. So I'm not ready to put my face to the brand. So by Super Bowl, so on game day, I'm going to release, you know, and you'll see on the trailer, they've got a, a sweater over his face. Um, I'm going to release who I am on the day. So it's building that anticipation. I love it for so many reasons because it's kind of quirky and it's got an element of surprise and people are guessing like, who is this guy? That voice sounds familiar, but not sure. And there's a dog is, you know, do we know him? Uh, yeah. So I think that was, it's a brilliant concept. Yeah, that sounds uh, certainly very effective. Uh, all right, we're just about out of time, Adrian. I guess before we let you go, uh, what about the game itself? Do you have any sort of uh, uh, you know hunch one way or the other who's going to win? Are, are you are you tuning in for the game? Or are you tuning in just for the commercials? <laughs> Both, of course. So the game kicks off here. It's um, Monday morning, so nothing like kicking off the week uh, with a bit of Super Bowl, right? Um, look, I know that um, I'm going for Philadelphia. I think that um, there's been there's talk of them. Possibly, some people saying they're the underdog and whatnot. I'm always back the underdog, and uh, I think uh, Philadelphia, is, you know, has could uh, could win, take it home. All right. How uh, big? I got another yeah, question. Go How big is the NFL in Australia? You know, is is it something that you know? I'm sure there's local advertising down there. Is it something that you would recommend down there? I think it's a great opportunity. Like, I mean, here in Australia, when it airs, it's going to be on daytime uh, TV. But, that, you know, the audience and the and considering this, there's only 25 million of us down here. Can you believe? It's like crazy. So, obviously, the cost of uh, advertising are a lot less expensive than the $7 million for a 30-second spot. Yeah, Um the U.S. has a massive influence in Australia, its culture. Um, so it is very, you know, um, topical and uh, everyone hangs, you know, will be sort of who's, who's sports related. You know, you don't even have to be uh, sports focused, uh, you know, whether it's Rihanna. It, it is definitely the talk of the town here as well. All right. Uh, really informative stuff, Adrian. We really appreciate you coming on and, and getting up so early for us. Uh, enjoy your weekend uh, and continued success to you down there in Australia. 
Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. And I believe I'm your first Australian as well over Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman. So I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Adrian Falk from the Believe Advertising and PR firm down in, in Australia. Uh, we appreciate him joining us. And with that, uh, that's a wrap on hour number one. We'll kick off hour number two next. We've got Tim Leonard. Talk some women's basketball, men's lacrosse with Tim Leonard next on ESPN Radio.